Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to episode 96 for more than 100 of There's No Place Like Tara, <laughs> First Raj Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we're going over season 5, episode 8, The Tomb, or as my um, uh, adipi decided to call it, The Bomb, because <laughs> apparently tomb is not a word, but my AKA is the one without uh, the Betazoid. Sad Grace. <laughs> I saw Russians and I was like, yay, Deanna Troy! Oh no. <laughs> Mine was just uh, Tomb Raider. It's <laughs> really basic. One. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's the most Tomb Raider-y yeah. of all of the episodes. Incidentally, new Tomb Raider trailer. I'm okay with it, but I really wish they'd gotten Camilla Luddington to play Tomb Raider. I don't know. I don't know her. Uh, so Camilla Luddington is an actress. Well, she's, I assume. she's currently on Grey's Anatomy, but okay. she's also the voice of Lara Croft in the last okay. two gotcha, gotcha. games, I believe. I'm just saying, I really enjoyed the trailers that I've seen for the new Tomb Raider because, to me, they look they look like the video game. Like they well, that's look, the point. They look very more so than the Angelina Jolie ones. They well, look, they look like the new video game. Well, yeah, for sure. Um, and because of that, I wanted them to choose Camilla Luddington. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. It's like, why not go with the girl that actually already is the girl, yeah, I, and I, also already yeah. they mocapped her to be the girl, and also she sounds like the girl. Yeah. yeah How yeah. about just let her be the fucking girl? <laughs> anyway, before we start yeah. in on that podcast, <laughs> uh, this is the tomb. Um, a few origin notes before we get in here. There, there was uh, the second week of director's notes was up on uh, Stargate Command, oh. and it had a few interesting tidbits. And these, I don't know how much everyone else is enjoying these tidbits. I super am just because uh-huh. I enjoy the business of movie make, like the behind sure. the scenes weird technical details. Um, so, like she discusses how she watched, and she didn't tell us which scene, but she watched. Or not just her, but they watched the a specific scene from Kill Bill to analyze it shot by shot, like because of the specific intention behind each mm. angle and each shot in this scene. Um, hey, that's a good thing to base anything off of. That's yeah. a good thing to be inspired by. Yeah, and, and they're like, you know, it's clearly not like they're not recreating Kill Bill. It's not the vibe or anything, but just sort of the visual language of telling the story with the camera angles. And mm-hmm. she said that when she edits, she likes to turn the sound off just to see oh, if the story yeah. makes sense with the visuals, which is a great idea. That's really cool. Um, and then they had some notes about costuming and stuff, and they said that Catherine's key color will be yellow. Oh. Um, like the sun. Like the sun. Uh, or the desert. No, the sun. Okay. Uh, and they had this... I've made my decision. <laughs> and they had this uh, this great note because they know their fans. They said they when they create these costumes, um, they have and they know in the back of the mind that they aren't just creating costumes for the characters, but they're also creating costumes that fans will end up creating for cosplay. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's a pretty awesome thing to say. You know, my weekend's been full of cosplay creations, so I, <laughs> I feel that. I enjoy that. Um, we thought ours would require a lot more, but within five minutes, we found um, a trench coat and a burgundy tie. We're oh, done. Constantine is done? Constantine is done. I, uh, I'm i doing Hippolyta. Uh, I'm not- <laughs> a little bit more difficult than Constantine. Yeah, I'm not doing her armored version. I'm doing the leather version, which apparently they have dubbed the hunting armor. Mm. Um, and I have the... Uh, I've done her cloak. Still needs a couple tweaks, but the cloak is done enough for the immediate need. Um, I have the cloak created. I have made a custom pattern for her bodice um, using the duct tape method, um, <laughs> which you get you close yourself in duct tape. Uh, I have the bodice done and the first layer of dyeing. I have the skirt pieces cut and the belt cut. And the first layer of dying, and I'm going to be playing with Warbler for the first time today. That sounds like a made-up board to me. <sighs> it kind of is. <laughs> no, it's just a magic thing. But yeah, it's been my. And then also making a green arrow. Nice. <laughs> I think mine's about done too. I'm just waiting for pieces to come in the mail. And who because you, there's no making who my corset myself, Zatanna. Yeah, from New Fifty Two. There you go. Because she's a little bit more rock star. Um. So anyway, 
Teen Origins. Uh, they're also doing their homework in terms of lenses. They're, they went in to do a day of like lens testing because that's actually a thing you need to do. <laughs> uh, and they, they researched on what lenses were used in the original film. And they're shooting an anamorphic. And, oh. you know, I think people f- either forget or don't realize how how intensely the lens choice affects your final product. Yeah. Because... Uh, A perfect example of that is a completely unrelated show, but The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. A completely shot with the shallowest depth of field that could be ever fielded. And to be fair, when I I do a lot of my... Am I saying that backwards? I always get them backwards. Was it shallow? Yes, it was shallow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. uh, A lot of my photography is super shallow depth of field, so like... I love it. Yeah, I just always say them backwards. Like, I know them because yeah. I take pictures, yeah, but yeah, I always yeah. say them backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, anyway, the tomb. Oh, that's origin. So, it does sound like they're going to be, it's going to be premiering either very end of this year or start of next year. I'm is ready. Still the- My body is ready. <laughs> Body is one. I still think it's gonna be next year because they had. To, I don't think they've actually started shooting yet, and I'm sure Yikes. there's gonna be some effects in there. Also, that may indicate that it's not gonna be an effects-heavy show. Which, mm-hmm. to be fair, even though I do effects, I kind of appreciate. Like you know that they're not going to be like relying on yeah. effects to completely do this. So, anyways, now the tomb um, first aired August seventeenth, two thousand and one, written by Joe and Paul. Uh, and directed by Peter DeLuise, which we do have a DeLuise cameo, a brief DeLuise cameo. Nice. Yes. And I was so proud of myself, too, because I actually saw You, like, one. pinpointed it. Yeah. It's early in the episode. You're like, it's a DeLuise. Yeah, I saw him. I claim him. <laughs> I get worse my price. <laughs> uh, and this episode also won a Leo Award for the best production design in a dramatic oh, cool. series. It is a really cool freaking tomb. It's gorgeous. I mean, they can just shoot Tomb Raider there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just borrow the set. Yeah, I'm As sure you know, it's still standing. I'm I sure. Like, I want to find it and just do my Uncharted cosplay there. <laughs> can we just do I'm that? I'm totally sure it's still standing in a sound studio in Vancouver. <laughs> what words? That's uh, yeah. not. It's not. <laughs> um, so, anyways, we start. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> There. We, okay. I'm making that call. Okay. I'm sorry. We do start with some ancient ziggurats. Ziggurati in ruins, which Jania does clarify. It's not a pyramid. It's a ziggurat. A ziggurat. <laughs> yeah. Ziggurattian. Ziggurati. Um, ziggurati. Zigga, zigga. Zigga, zigga. Zigga, zigga. Ah, sorry, I had to. Sorry, I had to. Spice world happening. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm trying to listen and I keep hearing you say that. And all I think of is scary, scary. Zigga, zigga. Anyways, uh, all the kids on the team are bored except for Daniel, who's nerding out over the cuneiform on the door, which he can't open just yet because it's a dead language that Daniel will have to go back and get some reference materials for. I mean, no one stood here for 3,000 years, (laughs) except we wouldn't be so sure about that. Just kidding. As Sam finds an empty pack of Russian cigarettes in the dirt. I do like everyone's wearing their fun hats this this, uh, opening. Yep. Action Uh, rag. Daniel's got the action rag. Sam's got her like... I'm gonna go plant some flowers somehow. It's like very cute. You know, there's the, it's it's and the, I only say that because Sam is tough as nails, but the cat the hat is not a tough hat, not, if you will. It's, it's just very sweet and like it's, it's very that, Jane from Tarzan and Jane. Bucket like, hat. <laughs> desert bucket hat. Yeah. And then action hats too. Action hats here. And then Teal's just naturally action. It doesn't they don't need a yeah, specific... Yeah, like, I am action joke all the time. Um, so when we come back from credits, we're in the brief room on the, back at the SGC, and Hammond's like, um, so, I mean, people, the Russians had a Stargate program for a whole 37 days. Yeah. Like, how are we still finding out planets that they went to? Whoa. Because um, they wasted no fucking time. But they are admitting to some air quotes, unauthorized use of their gates, air <laughs> yeah. quotes. Uh, and Hammond hands them a folder. Uh, there is apparently a Russian team taking orders from, like, the Russian NID, mm. the, who disappeared six days before the SGC deactivated the Russian gate. And in these photos is Mr. DeLuise. Uh, they had an archaeologist with them. Of He's who, a good evil Russian. He, he, he does. He's an evil Russian. He has a very uh, flexible, in terms of, ethnicity? you know, ethnicity face. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. Um, 
But so they had an archaeologist with them, one who Daniel knows of, if not knows personally. Oh. Um, and he's an expert in ancient Mesopotamia. Well, you know, they all go to the same parties. They do. Yeah. <laughs> They're very... To be, you probably actually. To be fair, I would probably enjoy a party with a bunch of archaeologists. I don't out. think any of us wouldn't. I know. I mean, how, uh, technically, Nathan Drake's an archaeologist. In my mind, all archaeologists <laughs> are Avengers. Uh, sorry, I was not shushing Grace. I was shushing Kaylee. <laughs> I, I will shush for a treat. Where's my bacon? <laughs> uh, we do have some bacon. If you want me yes. to cook it up for you. Um, I mean, I shushed and I'm sitting. <laughs> um, so anyways, he's an expert in ancient Mesopotamia. Um, uh, you know, this, yeah, this is just basically the Russian NID team is all this. So we're not really sure why they went to P2X338 yet. Uh, <laughs> although we do learn the planet's surface is 135 degrees Fahrenheit in the shade. Sorry, I did not know that in, <laughs> yeah. in Celsius. 900 degrees in the shade. Uh, and shades like, I don't remember the shade that you speak of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and Daniel assumes they took shelter in the temple because it's cooler. Uh, and we have straight. some Jack and Daniel Snark about being able to open the door, which is good. <laughs> um, and we, you know, they could just be waiting there in the temple still for some sort of signal. I mean, they would wait forever before they risk their mission being discovered. I mean, especially there was the one guy, I think it was the doctor who looked like the scary mask lady from Wonder Woman. <laughs> That guy's not doing anything no. he doesn't fucking want no, to. No, he's not. He's got that scary mask face. Um, and you know, you know, General Jack is, you know, huge fan of the Russians. Yeah. <laughs> huge fan. In a re- international relations are a bit of a hobby of his. Um, but he does think SG-1 should handle this one alone. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, and, and General's like, well, you can think that all you want. There is a part where I can't remember exactly what Jack says, but Hammond's like, I'm aware. Yeah. <laughs> like, bitch, please. I've been dealing with Russians since your ass was in diapers. Maybe <laughs> not that long, but definitely a while. It. Yeah. Close to it. That was like his way of backhanding. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a Hammond backhand. And he's like, you know that Cold War? I was here for all the cold. Yeah. It was it was like you've only been there when it's like fucking I don't know what is the word for light snow is <laughs> flurries <laughs> yeah you were there for the flurries and the flurry I was there war. for the blizzards <laughs> <laughs> you were there for the tempid war yeah <laughs> um and, and I know snow things <laughs> he's like you can you can think that all you want but you really have no choice here <laughs> yeah. so sometime later Jack and Sam are bickering back and forth about working with the Russian team as they head into Daniel's office. Uh, Jack's like, look, when you go through the gate, you're you, the only thing you worry about is knowing the team members are watching your six. And Daniel's like, uh, <laughs> in Russian. That was like, like, really, Daniel? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> to be fair, that's the type of shit that I do all the time. Yeah. If there was some way, the way he did it, though, it was like, I just want to fuck with you some more. I'm just, I've been learning a lot of your assholey snark. Yeah. So let me just show you what I've learned yeah. so far. Yeah, you've created a monster, Jack. <laughs> um, and Jack just wants to know if Daniel can open the pyramid. Ziggurat. Yeah. Uh, yet. Well, yes. I want a, a ziggurat to smoke with my drink. <laughs> no. I just can't with it that does word. It sound like, like a cigar brand or it something. It sounds like something, yeah. Um, but the Russians did send them... The- <laughs> make my own cigar brand of <laughs> cigarette. It's happening. And is it, or it's either a cigar or it's like a clove cigarette or something. Yeah, it's some like fancy, like, yeah, <laughs> flavored thing or something. Yeah. Um, but the Russians did send Daniel the notes. And the temple is apparently dedicated to the Babylonian guard Marduk. Uh, and that's when Daniel gets a phone call and passes along the note. The Russians are coming. <laughs> <laughs> because Daniel, all the snacks. Listen, the only reason they put in a phone call coming to Daniel's office is so that the writers could put in the line, the no, Russians are yeah. coming. Now, is this the phone that rang and in my bones, I felt like I was back in my parents' house at the age of 13? I don't know. Like it had that old school ring to it. It was his office phone, yeah, right? Yeah, it was his yeah. office phone. And there's something about when it rang, I was like, oh, God, like it just <laughs> flashed me back to like tiny grace. I do not have f- such distinct memories of it's just my parents' phone. Exact. Well. It could have been a call for me. It never was. But it could have been. It was just the way that those phones rang. It's so specific. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So it just kind of stuck with me. Yeah. So uh, we haven't had a new God to talk about in a while. Yeah. Uh, I 
can't remember if I really discussed Marduk or not in passing. If I did, it would have been in Fire and Water. Okay. The one where Daniel, the one of the first time Daniel dies, but it doesn't die. Right, right. Um, one of the many Daniel deaths in the early seasons. Yeah. Well, because he went, he also went by the name Bell at some point, which I think is how I talked about him in Fire and Water. I think he was referred to as Bell in there. Okay. Um, but he was a painter god of the city of Babylon. Okay. And as the city rose in prominence and power, so did Marduk. Um, like he, he wasn't that big on in the pantheon early on. Right. He was kind of just this. And he has like this amalgam, not super distinct origin as well. Like he kind of just, I'll mention this, like he kind of absorbed all these traits from other gods. Yeah. Um, it sounds like they're like, we need a custom god, so we're yeah. just going to take a little bit from everybody Kinda, and make yeah. our own custom god. It's kind of sounds like. It's like building your own lightsaber. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're using pieces from other lightsabers. Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. recreate someone's <laughs> existing one, or you can make your own. It's like, I'm going to take a little of everyone to make my own lightsaber. Uh, he, he eventually. <laughs> as, can we go to Disney after this? <laughs> we can. We do have that ability. Um, but eventually, as a city of Babylon obviously became one of the largest, you know, city states or cities in the world mm-hmm. at that time. And so at some point, Marduk basically became the head of the Babylonian pantheon. Mm-hmm. He was a sun god. I th- apparently sometimes you depict it as a bull or a calf. Apparently oh. his Sumerian name translated to calf of the sun or solar calf. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> what is it? Solar calf? A solar calf did it. I'm done. <laughs> I also saw translations of bull. I just imagine a calf with solar panels all over it. <laughs> or like made of solar panels. Like a found art piece. <laughs> I would if totally I, have that in my backyard when for solar I get power. Solar panels. I'm gonna just make a solar calf. Yeah. No. I think this is a thing we should do. <laughs> I'm done. I think that's uh, that's a thing. Well, you can have a solar calf. Can I have a solar reindeer? Do it. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. I think I want a solar reindeer. Oh my god! A whole little so- like a solar otter. <laughs> And then you'd have to make a bigger You could have a solar dolphin. I feel like you need to have a large dolphin. Oh, yeah. A solar dolphin. <gasps> he can just sit in my future pool. There you go. He can be a solar dolphin that's like the he center just island. up like he's yeah. jumping out. Yeah. 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 Done. In the middle of my. Oh. <laughs> Man's plans. Solar farms. Uh, anyway. And not the kind you're thinking of. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so his origins, his exact origins are lost. He took over all these traits from other gods. Um, and he's also associated with Jupiter. Like, he's like the equivalent. Okay. You know, like the Roman and Greek gods have yeah, their equivalent. Yeah, yeah. He's sort of like Jupiter equivalent. So there is this text that translates, I think it translates to when on high, which clearly the name is lost in translation. Okay. Um, It sort of is the Babylonian epic of creation. Um, And Daniel touches on this later. It's really more of just Marduk's own rise to power. But there's a story in there, uh, and it's sort of, I guess, one of the most infamous, because it is the one that Daniel mentions later, um, that is the story of Marduk battling the goddess Tiamat. Which okay. is the Aya Tiamat that they're looking for as oh, well. Oh, got it. Yeah. Um, and she's the goddess of the ocean. And the story is also a story, because everything is parallels back then, of the, like male and female principles warring. And sadly... So the sun was male and the ocean, the ocean was female, yeah. which is always the case. Yeah. And sadly, Marduk wins uh, and kills Tiamat and then creates the world from her body. Um, and as a thank you, the other gods give him 50 names and vote them as their leader. Oh, cool. So. Um, back in the briefing room with the blast door shut so you can't see the gate. If I remember, um, Valerian is actually dissing American coffee here when you oh, translate it. Oh, is that what he's saying? <laughs> Which I can understand uh-huh. because some American coffee is just shit. Well, if you're just grabbing like the, the coffee the room office coffee, coffee. Like, no one's cleaned that pot in a hundred no. years. And that they're is, just and no one's and sometimes people don't even clean out the filter. No. I have watched people just <laughs> brew a new cup, a new like pot. And it's like that's not gonna taste like anything but brown water. Don't. Just if I'm drinking brown liquid, it grinds. better be bourbon. <laughs> just reuse the grinds from the previous one. Yeah. Oh. No thanks. Anyway. 
Ham and his team come in, and we are introduced to Colonel Zukov and his team, Valerian, uh, Marchenko, and Tolanev. Hmm. And Zukov says that they have a mutual friend, Deanna Troy. I mean, <laughs> Dr. Svetlana Markov, but really just Deanna Troy. Yeah. And she spoke highly in the team. So you get a call out to your Betazoid. Yeah, but I want to see I know, her. I know. She's my favorite. I know. I know. Yeah. So Deanna starts briefing everyone. Two years ago, Dr. Britsky was doing excavations in southern Iraq, and he mm-hmm. found some stone tablets with some cuneiform and, oh yeah, also some gate coordinates. Also, did you get to make cuneiform when you were little? Because we got to make make some um i think yeah like when they gave us these clay tablets and we like made our own words and i remember writing a poem and then i cut a hole in the middle and they put our faces in it so we could take it home to our parents okay maybe not that part now yeah it was i do remember and then we got to paint them so that they looked aged and i do remember uh making my own language up <laughs> I made I'm my not own, surprised. I ri- made my own written coded language. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I then proceeded to start. <laughs> I then proceeded to start writing an entire story about forest fairies who live in a forest in said language. Well, that sounds appropriate. <laughs> I believe that completely. <laughs> of course, <laughs> guys. I was a super nerdy kid was super nerdy. <laughs> I mean, you were a kid. <laughs> you are an adult, mostly. I was a nerdy kid. I'm just not a nerdy adult-ish. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, there's gate coordinates on that. Uh, and the gate coordinates were specifically to P2X338. And someone, somewhere, mm-hmm. recognized what they were. And uh, because of that, the entire results from the dig were never were classified and never published. Mm. So they didn't have a gate when they discovered these coordinates. But they did have a DHD, which is probably why they recognized them. So this was added to the list uh, that that asshat Mayborn gave him as mm-hmm. soon as they got a gate right. of places to go to. Uh, and you know, it does not take long into this briefing until Zukov and Jack are in a spat with each other <laughs> yeah. about how each country keeping their Stargate program secret and each other's ability to find planet dangers, blah, blah, blah. Basically, it's like, here's my dick, and then here's your dick, and yeah. then here's just gonna... The entire episode is yeah. this. The yeah. entire episode is this. Fair. Uh, and Hammond has to referee, which I'm sure he loves. <laughs> Um, but back to the subject, Daniel says. Yeah. Not really. Back to the subject, even though I'm clearly standing in front of all the graphics <laughs> I'm supposed to be showing you. Let's keep the focus up here. Uh, the door to the cigarette is basically a Tomb Raider style combination lock that Daniel is pretty sure he can open. Yeah. Pretty sure. <laughs> so the team has to go. Uh, and then in the hallway, on the back, on the way to the gate, we have we have a <laughs> yeah, little the good one. scene yeah. with Jack and Zukov snarling at each other's choice of firearms and measuring yeah. each other's firearm. Yeah, and, my firearm uh, is 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 longer than your firearm. <laughs> yes, but my firearm is girthier. <laughs> well, it's not about the size of your firearm; it's how you use it. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies are very satisfied by my firearms. Also, isn't your firearm made in Yugoslavia? <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's a line. Yeah, the thing. So once they uh, get to the gate, both colonels lead their teams out, but Jack clarifies that he is the raking senior officer on this mission, and Zukov's like, you mean joint mission? We are equal rank, and mm, yeah. That's not going to work. About that. This is not a thing. <laughs> yeah. And Hammond's like, is there a problem here, guys? Problem? They're like, nope. They say at the same time. Do I need to pull out my dick? Because it's bigger. It's, yeah. It's the biggest one. Beat you both with it. (laughs) And, uh, And they both say no in a super convincing way, guys. They're gonna be best friends this whole episode. So yeah, there's pass, and the whole team is bored, sitting around as Daniel tries to pick the lock. Uh, Jack threatens C4, but wait, 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 wait. Daniel <laughs> has it. He points yeah. out uh, that this is basically a Babylonian creation myth that I talked about oh, earlier. Yeah. About, you know, killing Tiamat, Tiamat and all this kind of stuff. And the text is out of order and only a priest would be able to spot the problems. So uh-huh. he presses the stones in the whatever order and whew. Door opens. I am now a Babylonian priest. Basically, yeah. <laughs> so the team split up, um, but Tilk goes with the Russian team for their protection, and Marchenko goes with SG-1 for the same reasons. It's an interesting little split. I mean, it, it is what you would do. It's totally what you, you do. When you don't trust them. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And they explore via flashlight. SG-1 spots something. It's a body. It's a skeleton that it's they pulled from the Pirates of the Caribbean and then redressed. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and, like, there's not even gooey bits left on this thing. No. It is one of the Russian team, but it's only been here ten months. So he didn't decompose. The bones were covered in tiny teeth marks, and the Whoa. flesh was stripped from the bones. It's like, hang on, if I come closer, I think I can hear him saying, dead men tell no tales. <laughs> Although... <laughs> Whatever ate him left his clothes. Well, they don't like to eat clothes. No, probably. Yeah, it's, no. You know, it's like it's too like chewy and yeah. you gotta tear it apart. And it just doesn't, you know, he probably ate a bit of it and was like, oh, that didn't sit well. My yeah, probably. Tray. I'll just go eat around it. Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, RG1, Russian <laughs> Gate 1. I like it. Okay. Is exploring via flashlight too and finds him with a sarcophagus. So, you know, Jack calls him to warn him that something eats people in here. Yeah. And he goes, oh, and we found a sarcophagus. And he goes, don't move. And don't touch Zukov it. is like, ignore. Yeah. Don't touch it. I touch it. I touch and, it now. And, and Teal'c's like, uh, did you just not hear Jack? And yeah. Zukov's like, shrug. Yeah. I touch it anyway. Basically, Zukov uh, pulls a stormy. <laughs> and Teal'c is like pulling a Kaylee. He's like, they said, don't do that. And he's like, no fucks. No I fucks. None fucks. And then, and then Kaylee runs out to the other room and sits in front of you going, um, see how I'm here being good? You should go check on that I'm other dog. I'm not getting in trouble. You should look at the other dog. Yeah. The other dog may or may not be doing something. And I'm, I'm totally I'm the telling. good dog. I'm yeah. the good dog. I, uh, <laughs> I'm a little think. <laughs> uh, and and clearly Zukov has not been playing Tomb Raider or Uncharted uh, because he immediately sets off a booby trap yeah, and rocks start falling. The ziggurat starts Let's shaking. Say he might have been playing Uncharted because Nate hits booby traps all the time. <laughs> Just finds his way out of them. When the ziggurat starts rocking, don't come and knock it. <laughs> and they go running. Uh, so they meet up with SG-1 as they run. Marchenko tries to be a hero and hold the door open for people, but no. um, his rescue attempts fall flat. Yeah. Oh. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, they get a little flattened, if you will. I couldn't help that pun. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sad. <laughs> but both teams head back into the sarcophagus room. Jack's like, dude, order, I give you. <laughs> and Zukov's like, shrug. Shrug, yeah. don't care. No care. Shrug. Uh, and, and you know, Jack's like, look, where I come from, losing one of your men tends to make a commander a little upset. Right. And Zukov's like, yeah, well, I come from casualties are to be expected. Ooh. Yikes. And Sam's like, boys. Let's can- remember that line. Yeah. that comes up again. It does. And Sam's like, boys, can you please zip your pants back up and let's find a way out of here. Yeah. Um, and they plan... Stop your peeing races, as <laughs> Linda Belcher would say. <laughs> um, yeah, so their plan now is to open the sarcophagus, see if anyone's home. But it does look like someone sealed the sarcophagus from the outside. Like, there's no buttons to open mm-hmm. it, um, which tends to set off some warning bells. Yeah. And the Russian team tried to cut it open, apparently. So they pry this thing open, and Marduk is inside, very, very dead. Hmm. Um, but how did he get here? Better question is, um, like what, what, like what's the, the thing that ate the other body ate this body. Yeah. Where is that now? Something is eating the things. The thing is here. Like the literal, the thing, John Carpenter's yeah. the thing is here. And, uh, we then cut to like, uh, some spider like legs coming out of a cocoon, yeah. which is always good. So we cut back to Daniel translating and Sam explaining that their water and food is limited. Mm. We have enough water for about five days. And Jack's like, that's not important. We'll never <laughs> mention it again because yeah. we won't be here that long. Yeah. Um, so expl- explosives could open the door, but that's a big risk of the whole ziggurat coming down on them. Right. Um, and Jack also asked Daniel if there's any, like, writing on a be- of a back door anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, how no. do I unlock this? Nope, nope, no, there's yeah. not. Uh, but they do talk about the final fate of uh, Marduk, and Jack's like, did you not see us opening the sarcophagus? Yeah. Pretty sure we know his final fate. He did. But no, apparently he was an evil tyrant, and his own priest rebelled against him and sealed him in there with something. Whoa. Uh, and it was placed in there with him, so he was eaten alive while the sarcophagus tried to heal him. <laughs> 
Which Jack's as That's, Jack puts it, officially the worst way to yeah. go. Yeah. So just to be eaten and healed and eaten and yeah. healed. Yeah. yeah. That sounds like uh who does that happen to? The guy that gets packed every day in in ancient Greece. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't uh, remember his name though. That's okay, we'll come back. We'll come uh, back to yeah. it. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Um So the creature stayed alive until the it, like Marduk eventually died, um, but the creature stayed alive in the sarcophagus until the Russian team freed it. Mm -hmm. So while they're searching for an exit, um, they'll also be searching for the creature thing, and Daniel will just stay alone to translate. Awesome. Yeah. That's a great thing to do, stay by yourself somewhere else. Yeah, 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 yeah. I read that, and I was like, don't do that. (laughs) That's not good. Well, there's an odd number amount of people. Yeah, Because, you know, the even amount of person just dies. Now we have an odd amount of people. (laughs) Then you take a third. Um, So... While we see each pair searching their respective hallways, Sam finds the cocoon that's empty. Yeah, that's no good. That's not good. Uh, And now they're hearing things as we see things crawl up the wall behind them. Mm -hmm. Super great. Teal and Zukov find Britsky, a skeleton, he's clearly dead, and his personal log um, that they'll take back to Daniel. Hopefully that can help. Mm -hmm. And while Teal and Jack are talking over the radio, Zukov finds the eye of Tiamat. And just yeah. puts it in his bag. Yeah, and it's just like, I'm taking this now. Yeah. No, just not okay. stealthily doesn't mention anything. I think it was Prometheus, by the way. Oh, wait. He gets his liver pegged. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. By a bird every yes. night. And then it heals itself. And then it's picked again. Yes. For giving people fire. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's such a bad thing to give us fire. It is. Don't you teach people how to people. <laughs> It's uh, our job to rule them. Yeah. So we have more searching through the ziggurat uh, when there's some gunfire echoing through the ziggurat after we see Sam and Tolanev through bug vision. So it's <laughs> yeah. attacked them, attacked Tolanev. And by the time everyone else figures out where it's coming from, Tolanev is down and Sam's just spraying fire. Yeah. She's like, I don't know where it is. I'm just going to shoot everything. Basically. Don't come in here. <laughs> uh, and Tolanev is going into shock. She has a bite on her neck. Uh, yes. So they need to get her back to the main chamber. And Sam's like, like, I don't think I killed it yet, but I injured it. Yeah. Uh, and she also sensed a gould. Yes. Awesome. This is great. This is great things. The symbiote survived the sarcophagus death <laughs> by going into the weird flesh-eating creature. It's the thing. It's John Carpenter's the thing. Now there's a flesh-eating thing, and yep. it's got a thing with a thing, and nobody trusts each other, and That's the end of the world. Awesome. So back in the... Now you guys know the plot to the thing. <laughs> Game over, a, man. Yeah. Oh, no, wait. Is that the wrong movie? I think that's the wrong okay, movie. Okay, damn. Okay. <laughs> that was a very succinct, uh, very specific, you know, summary of the thing. <laughs> yeah, of the thing. <laughs> so back in the sarcophagus room, Tolanev's body is shutting down from the venom. She doesn't have a ton of time left. And Daniel discovered that the journal um, from Britsky is... Like, this is the same thing that happened to the last team. One died from the venom, two died in the passageway collapse, and after he's alone, Britsky used a cyanide pill. Yeah. Not okay. Not okay. So Jack and Zukov argue whether it's time to use the C4 or not. And, you know, here, Zukov seems to care a lot more about his team. Because he's like, well, we have to get her out now. And Jack's like, yeah, well, we need to do more search first. And also the C4's great possibility that's going to bring also, the whole ziggurat down on us. you just kind of told everyone that cyanide pills just to fucking kill themselves. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're worried about yeah. your team. Um... So Daniel's Pick like, an MO, dude. Yeah, <laughs> your 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 motivation is very scattered right yeah. now. Where are, the you? Where are you? Uh, and and Daniel's in the book is like, look at this really cool sketch of the Eye of Agamotto. I mean, Tiamat. Uh, yeah. Has anyone found anything like this? Anyone? 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 Bueller? Yeah. Um, and Zukov's like, nope, never seen it, never heard of it. What is that? Is is that a, what I I don't know nothing. I don't know things. Nope. I don't know words. Uh, and and uh, Jack was like, and at no point was everyone like, does thou protest too much? Yeah. He's like, that's not what it looked like in Russian. <laughs> <laughs> it looks totally different than that in real life. Yeah. There's like color to it and stuff. <laughs> 
Um, I didn't realize it was the same thing you were looking for. Yeah, I <laughs> didn't recognize it. At, I don't wasn't. I had my eyes closed. Yeah. <laughs> well, Sam and Teal are exploring. They find a bit of blood, mm-hmm. and Sam's like, "I wounded it! Yay! Yay!" And then we get our indeed yeah. of the episode. <laughs> it's like this today. His indeed's like a good job. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Awesome. So Valerian is watching Tolnev in the sarcophagus room, and her pulse is getting weak. But Valerian thinks he hears something, hmm. so he's gonna go check it out. Yeah, Daniel says you go down the dark hallway alone, uh-huh. and I'll stay in the dark room alone. Being real squishy. That sounds awesome. Yeah, perfect. Uh, and as he's walking down the hallway, we see that the bug thing is watching him. <laughs> um. So, Jack and Zukav end up in a dead end. Zukov is, just really wants to blow up the door and get out of here. Yeah. And Jack is just super against the idea. Uh, and besides, Jack thought casualties were to be expected. Mm-hmm. And Zukov is like, you know, I don't think you're willing to take necessary risks. And Jack's like, look, we take risks. We just don't hand out cyanide pills. Yeah, it's a very different approach. It's like, no, in fact, we take more risks because, well, there's ways to see this, right? There is. But here's my thought. If you are not willing to take the plan B pill with you, the I'm just going to kill myself pill, it's a riskier move. So, if anything, they take more risks than this Russian team that's always expecting failure yeah. because they take this this safety net, if you will. I well, know it's still death, but it's this weird idea that the, the government's t- always ensuring a safety net. Well, uh, you know, I, I also, from my point, like, I can sort of see if you're going out, maybe not on an everyday mission, mm-hmm. but on... Some of these more riskier shit that they go on, yeah, it wouldn't. Like I can see. Well, their I'm not saying it's usage. not a valid yeah. thing to use. I'm just saying if we're talking about who's willing to oh, take yeah. risks versus not, yeah, uh, I'm I'm all about having a plan A, a plan B, a plan C anytime yeah. I do anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but it is a riskier maneuver to say we're going out. We're bringing everyone back alive as much as possible. We're not planning for death. We're not going to do it. Well, it's also like, Jack's like, look, I'm not going to try to blow up the door and collapse everything. I'm going to exhaust my methods of finding. And here Zukov is like, yeah, but I have a person who's like dying who needs help soon. Yeah. Jack's like, yeah, soon. Yeah. I I have a hard time believing that it's really about his team at that point. I don't. I think he's like, but I have the thing I came for. Yeah. And I want to get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, Sam and Teal'c find a glow stick that someone, I'm guessing them, left behind mm. in their giant <laughs> maze that they're in yeah. and essentially are lost. Well, you know, it's the Minotaur, and so it was yeah. the Ariadne that, yeah. that helps them out. Yes. Look at me, reaching for those men. <laughs> Somebody, she left them a glow stick. <laughs> to get through the maze. Yep, yep, there was, there was a glow stick, definitely a glow stick in there. Um... And uh, so, but they're lost. And suddenly the the dead body of the bug thing falls on Sam. uh, (laughs) And they don't, neither one of them sense a gould. uh, And, you know, it could probably heal the creature's wounds, but Sam probably injured it enough that it left and went to something else. Someone else. This is where we really get into the thing, you guys. Also watch the thing. Also, (laughs) Teal'c like just like beheads this thing. Yeah. To check for a ghoul. Yeah. Um... And uh, we also, you know, we it must have found a new host. Right. Tense music. Yeah. It does have that little beat into it. So Sam radios in what she's discovered. It could be anyone except for Teal'c and I. Yeah, I mean, it's clearly we're not awesome. Teal'c and Teal'c would be able to sense Because we have plot armor. Yeah. So it's not us. We have plot armor. So it's everyone else but us. Uh, yeah. It's probably a Russian person because to be fair, uh, Jack, you and Daniel have a little bit of plot armor too. Yeah. This yeah. Is, the plot armor is called, it's called Stargate yeah. SG-1. So not the plot armor Russian is the fact that yeah. <laughs> we, we are on the SG-1 part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, so, you know, as soon as she says that, both Jack and Zukov point their guns at each other. It's a stalemate. Mm-hmm. I mean, they know it's not, like, I know it's not me. Well, I know it's not me. Yeah. And Sam and Teal'c are supposed to head back to the sarcophagus room, check on, you know, yeah. the others there, make sure they're not the ghouled. Um, 
And the both colonels have reasons why it would be the other guy and reasons why that makes sense. I mean, yeah. Jack wouldn't want to leave until he find the Eye of Tiamat mm-hmm. if he was the gold. And Zukov would just be annoyed at being stuck here for so long and he'd do anything to try to get out if he was the gold. Right. So it seems like they have a problem. Um, but clearly, it's the one guy who went off on his own just a few Ta-da! scenes ago. Yeah. It's Valerian. Yeah. And we see him retrieving a ribbon device. <laughs> He's like, let me just end this argument for you. <laughs> I did it. I'm tired in, of everyone taking credit for my shit. In the tomb with the candlestick. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Stargate Clue version. I would love Stargate Clue. It comes back. It's haunting us. Stargate Clue. We could probably make Stargate Clue. Let's do it. It's probably not that difficult. I'm done. Okay, we're gonna make Stargate <laughs> Clue. Um, so Sam and Teal uh, walk in up to Daniel with Zats raised and startle the shit out of him. Yeah, I would be scared of those two with Zats. I would be scared of those two without Zats. Uh, they quickly rule Daniel out, though. Um, what Daniel was saying before, they thank were- God they've got that detect gold I spell. Know. Detect gold. Detect gold. It's kind of like... Uh, and they always roll... Like, they just always roll at least a 15 on that. Well, it's just... Yeah, it's a spell, so you're pretty much going to get it. But, yeah, yeah um, it's... Ellie's got a detect undead, and oh. now she has... I was using it so much that she, like, you know, magically found a magic lantern that just detects undead. And it's like, look, if your lantern is glowing, there is undead. That's very nice. And so now Ellie's just constantly like, what's my lantern doing? What's my lantern doing? What's my lantern doing here? It's like, oh my god! I assumed there was always undead in the vampire's castle. Just assume that, Grace. Yeah, you should. Ellie needs to know. We, I really need a gold lantern now. Where's my detect gold lantern? You mean, can they just rig it so like Teal's emblem on his yeah, forehead glows? glows? Yeah. What's my forehead doing? I okay. can't. I so, can't actually see my own forehead, somebody, guys. Somebody tell me. I guess. He just installs like a mirror in his arm so he can just actually rephrase that. The other people give him a mirror to put on his arm because he's they're sick of like, what's my forehead? Is my forehead glowing? I think there's gold around. Yeah. My forehead glowing. So then he can just look at his own head in his. his, his I love it. (laughs) What's happening? Um, Anyway, so Daniel was saying before they pulled Zat guns on him uh, that he's fairly sure there's a rings transporter and it's somewhere in this room. Yeah. So Valerian finds Jack and Zukov and ends their standoff real quick. He's like, why are you doing this? I am clearly the ghoul. You guys were with each other the entire time. You dumb dummies. Uh, and he throws Jack to the ground and puts up his personal shield device when Zukov tries to fire at him. And uh, we, he knows of Zukov's secret order to bring I the uh, the back the Eye of Agamotto. And he, <laughs> sorry, it's all I think of. You. Uh, and he's like, "Where is it? I want it now." And Zukov denies it. I don't know what you're talking about. I have yeah. a secret message. Mission message. I don't do things that are wrong. And then what? And then he knocks, uh, he tries knocking Zukov out. And back in the sarcophagus room, they do find the rings, but mm-hmm. they're not going to tell the colonels until they know which one of them the ghoul is. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but, like, they haven't found the activate button. It looks like it's right here, guys. This activate there. button that this I'm, right like, here. playing with right here? Right here. So it's right there. Um, Look, see? It's on. It's on. <laughs> Off. <laughs> Stop playing with the rings. Nox Lumos. Nox Lumos. <laughs> uh, back with said colonels. Uh, Valerian threatens to torture Jack by shooting him, but not to kill him. And yeah. Zukov quickly gives in, admitting he has the eye, and Jack's like, what the fuck? Yeah. You dumb shit. Don't. What? No. And, uh... Where's your backbone? Either, first of all, you stole it. Now you stole it, and they're like, okay, it was me, I stole it. It's like, And that's what Jack's dude, thinking right yeah. now. Until uh, he realizes, um, he's like, look, no one's gonna die. No more people will die because of me, and he hands it over. It's not the eye, it's the grenade. Yeah. And Daniel's like, oh... Or Daniel. Jack's like, oh, that makes, that makes more sense now. Mm-hmm. Um, and naturally, the rest of the team uh, then feel and hear the shaking... Assume it's Jack yeah. in some way. Yeah. 
Jack must be doing this because he's a dude that does these things. Uh, and Jack looks, he escaped out of the room and he looks back at the room he just got out of. And clearly Zukov and Valerian are both under that rubble and did not yeah. get out. Um, Zukov, you know, ended up giving his life for Jack, which is... Not what we expected. Not what we expected at all. No. Um, and they would, well, to be fair, I'd probably Zukov thought he could get out and just did it. Yeah. But still, um, he, you know, the rubble just keeps falling. Mm-hmm. Clearly, it is not something they could have yeah, survived. You're, yeah, this is not... In case there was any doubts, yeah. let's just keep the shit And falling. since he was not the ghoul, they tell him about the ring transporter. Um, and Teal is smart and does still check Jack yeah. for gold once he gets back. Uh, and he does have one less thing to do before he leaves, though. Mm-hmm. But wait! No! There's a hand that comes up from the rubble! The ghoul lives! Damn it! <laughs> Damn it. Don't it. like this part! <laughs> and just as uh, Valerian arrives back through the room to have his revenge, the team rings out with Tolanev and they blow all the C4 yeah. as Jack waves goodbye in a giant explosion with a sad gold face as he realizes what's happening. Aww. So back in the briefing room, um, Chekhov, by the way, this guy does have a name here. We <laughs> just gave him a name. No, we actually, spoiler, we do see him in the future and they his oh, name is it. actual Colonel Chekhov. I was like, did you just name him Chekhov? And is he, he can ask us about nuclear vessels? He actually <laughs> is named after that Chekhov. Oh, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he, he says something to uh, a now healthy Tolanev mm-hmm. who says goodbye to Jack and clearly means it. Yeah. Um, because she recognized, like, hey, you saved my life. You're a decent leader. Um, and Jack wants the fact that Zukov's secret order put them all in jeopardy to be, like, fully on record here. <laughs> yeah. And Chekhov's like, well, you know, like, we also have noted that the only, sur- like, only one person of RS1 yeah. like, survived, whereas all the members of SG1 survived. It's like, yes, because we have this thing called plot armor. <laughs> but no, but really, if you send your people out with an idea of you're gonna die, then yeah. guess what? They're gonna die. I don't know. I just feel that it's... It is what it, it yeah. it's it's a re, it's a reality is that they're in these dangerous situations. But again, if you some things are self fulfilling prophecies. Yeah. If you go out there and you're like, we're gonna die doing this, then guess what? You're gonna die doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, Jack blames the fact that none of them understood the chain of command, mm. which is the chain I beat you with until you remember who's written in charge. Sorry, <laughs> I had to. Every time I hear chain of command, I think of the Firefly quote. Nice. Anyway, but it actually, in retrospect, if you go back, there wasn't a clear chain of command. No, there really wasn't. And they there, were all just kind of running around. And the like Chekhov tries to says, well, there was we already agreed in chain of command. I was like, well, you didn't tell Zukov that then. Yeah, because he was like, I'm gonna he do whatever the fuck I want. Not aware of that chain yeah. of command. Um, and obviously, the eye of Agamotto is also buried mm-hmm. as well. Um, both sides made mistakes, or as Jack says, uh, Chekhov just can't admit he screwed up. Right. And Chekhov is sure that this will have no bearing on the future participation, which Jack wouldn't count off, <laughs> but Chekhov would. Yeah. And we fade out. Dun, dun, dun. Um, yeah. It, it, it really is just this approach. It, it's these two things we touched on already. It's like the idea that you put out there what you create yeah. in the sense. And listen, nobody knows what they're going to hit when they go to these Stargate things. But you made it very clear to your people that their lives are disposable. Yeah. And dispensable. Yeah. So they become disposable yep. and dispensable. Exactly. Uh, when you teach your team otherwise, then they do whatever the fuck they can to avoid it. Yeah. If, which includes listening to their higher up. Yeah. Who they who has told them that they are not dispensable. Yeah. So it's like, well, I'm important to you. We're important to each other. So I'm going to do what you tell me because I trust you. If everybody does their job, <laughs> shit goes better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Anyway, this is um, also all the Uncharted references. No, all just nonsense. I always just felt like, man, this would be a great game to play with. You know, It'd be a good in- level. Yeah. It'd be a good level. A little, like, you know, DLC or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm for it. I like it. Uh, so next week we have Between Two Fires. Mm-hmm. 
Not between two ferns? No. It's not between Dang. two ferns. <laughs> we, obviously, we already have the AKA for <laughs> AKA. <laughs> um, we, over on Patreon, we do not have any new patrons this week, but we did just finish a live cast. That was we a test. We did. Yeah. We, we did a test just to see what was out there Which, in the world. Which, to be world. honest, right now, we're not actually sure if it saved as a video yet because we are learning this technology. Again, it was a test. <laughs> yeah. Again, it was a test. It was, it yeah. was purely just to be like... Hey, is any is there life on this planet? Yeah. Uh, can we do this? And there was life on our planet. We, did. we it had was a so few much fun. people. Uh, those of you who were there, thanks for tuning in. It yeah. was fun. Uh, we appreciate your patience as we figure out what the hell to do with exactly. ourselves. Exactly. So we uh, because our misunderstandings in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> trying to read and talk is not one of my fortes. Yeah. <laughs> so this was this. We are looking to do um, this kind of stuff for some special things moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um. Specifically, we're looking at or, or planning a uh, Star Trek Discovery and Orville, not versus, but just looking discussion, at a discussion, discussion. Of, of Discovery and Orville. Yeah. So that's going to be available for our Patreon listeners uh, in the near future. I don't 100% know if it's going to be next weekend or the weekend after. We just kind of figure out our plans because it that takes yeah. a little bit of time that we have to decide for it. Yeah. 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 So, um, but... Yeah, and then we are working on this month's um, pod cards as well. Yes, um, those are coming soon. Yep. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Do so before we sign off. We have to put this um, in. on our list. Does this go on your list? Um, I don't know. I kind of think I need to see where my list is. There's so your right list. Now it's got threshold fishman, fi- fishman, fishman. <laughs> Fifth Man, Ascension, Rite of Passage, and Enemies. Um, why am I forgetting what Enemies was? It's the season premiere. Hmm. Um, while you're discussing, I added our Peter DeLuise cameos up to 12 and our Indeeds are up to 11. Nice. Um, so I like this as much as I liked uh, Enemies. Can okay. I, I'm going to do a, you know, you a, a notorious grace tie. Yep. Um, I'm leaving this off for now. Yeah. It's just fun. I just really enjoyed it. Um, um, I think it would have gone on the list if, uh, if my favorite Betazoid had made it back. <laughs> also, my favorite Betazoid sounds like a great, like, 1960s, uh, sitcom. Yeah. <laughs> my favorite Betazoid. <laughs> it, it, like, comes on after I Dream a Genie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but guys, thanks again for listening. Uh, thanks for being here. Um, you know where to find us on Twitter. We're at Tara Podcast. On Facebook, where there's no place like Tara. Um, on Gmail, you can email us at there's no place like Tara at gmail.com. I find us at Patreon. There's no place like Tara. Um, I think that's all our stuff now. It's, yeah, it's patreon.com slash there's no place like Tara. Yeah. Uh, and that's everything. Uh, like us, rate us, review us. You know where we are. We love you. You guys are awesome. Bye. Bye. Bye.